0: This is the Visit the Zoo Podcast, episode number 65. Today, we hear about the tarantula and a Mars-sized planet that collides with Earth. And hello and welcome everybody to another episode, episode number 65 of the Visit the Zoo Podcast, and I am your host, Frederick Fishman. And I'm also the author of the 12 book, 120 animal series of Kindle books and print books, audio books, DVD, and host of this podcast. Now, because we've got one more chapter in our reading of my latest novel, Noah an Animal Adventure Fantasy, coming towards the end of this podcast, I'm going to make the front end a little bit shorter again today. But I want to remind you to check out our websites at zooanimals, that's plural, zooanimals.info, and our merchandise site at zooswear.com, where you can find all kinds of goodies, apparel, and other things with great-looking animals on it. So, again, that is zooswear.com, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. And my author website, my main author website, is at frederickfishman.com. And that's spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N. And one more thing. We've, I've also started a, uh, a brand new blog, a brand new daily blog. And it's called Daily Desert Doodle. Again, that's DailyDesertDoodle.com. So you may want to check that out if you want to. It's Every day I, I post something up. And it's short. It's a quick read. Okay, let's say we get started. Earth was incapable of supporting life 4.4 billion years ago, according to a recent study. The study's authors believe that Earth was actually seeded with life-creating elements like nitrogen and carbon from a collision with a Mars-sized planet. The timing and mechanism of volatile delivery has been hotly debated. Ours is the first scenario that can explain the timing and delivery in a way that is consistent with all geochemical evidence, said Rajib Dasgupta. It's also believed that our moon was formed from the same cataclysmic event. Co-author Danvir Gray from Rice University said, what we found is that all the evidence isotopic signatures The carbon-nitrogen ratio and the overall amounts of carbon, nitrogen, and sulfur in the bulk silicate of Earth are consistent with a moon-forming impact involving volatile bearing, a Mars-sized planet with a sulfur-rich core. This study suggests this theory explains Earth's abundance of water as well as its geochemical a similarity to the moon. And that's a little bit about how Mars possibly created life, or a Mars-sized planet, rather, created life here on planet Earth. We also want to make sure that you check out our five curated stories, more news stories that you can read. And you can go to our blog, vtzlife.com. That's vtzlife. Dot com, where you'll find these five stories and the links that will take you directly to these stories. The first story is Pine Tree Falls on Woman at L.A. Zoo Concession Stand. Second story is Protecting Animals in Extreme Cold. Third story, Protecting Animals in West Virginia. Fourth, Animal Advocates Worry About the Future of Calhoun County's Shelter Animals. There's a video attached with that one. And finally, Australia's heat wave is taking a toll on people, animals, infrastructure, and land. And again, those are our five curated stories for this week's episode. And you can go again to vtzlife.com or you can go to the description of this episode at zooanimals.info. We come to the animal description part of our episode and today we're going to take a look at the tarantula the red knee tarantula but first i want to play for you a sound of what the australian rattlesnake tarantula sounds like and this is a very strange sound sound you hear in the background there that's the sound of its fangs rattling together and that's the sound they make just before they strike now i'm going to play for you a section from one of the three books that that are up on audible.com for visit the zoo a reading of the first three volumes and this is for the red kneed tarantula which is found in mexico parts of central america and also the southwest of the United States. Just the word tarantula
1: can send a shiver up your spine. So we have to go back and look at this thing before we move on. The red knee tarantula is not a small spider with its four-inch body and a diameter with legs that extend out to six inches. They make their homes on hillsides or gentle slopes in the Sierra Madre del Sur and Sierra Madre Occidental Mountains of Mexico. Curiously, they mold or climb out of old skin to newer and larger skin as they grow. They can live 25 years. It is hard to imagine having this guy living in your garage for 25 years. They stalk their prey, insects mainly, by lurking in the doorway of their burrows waiting for that prey to stumble by in front of them. They will snatch up the victim and drag the prey back into the safety and comfort of the burrow. They are slightly venomous, considered extremely docile, but repeated bites can cause allergic reactions.
0: Now I do know about tarantulas. We live here in the Tucson area, between the Saguaro National Park, the eastern and western section, and we have had a couple of tarantulas in our backyard. The tarantulas we have seen... Their bodies are about the size of my fist and legs go out another four or five inches. And so they were big. So I took a shovel and picked them up and threw them over the fence. But they they are quite large and they're scary the first time you see them. So that's a little bit about today's animal description for the red-kneed tarantula. All right, we're going to go now to my novel, Noah, an animal adventure fantasy. We've been playing each one of the chapters for a couple of months, and we're up to chapter 11 now. There are 14 chapters in my book, and we're coming towards the end. So here is chapter 11 for Noah, an animal adventure fantasy. Chapter
1: 11. They'd been walking no more than five minutes away from their sheltering tree, and Manny pointed to a small rise in the ground. They walked another several minutes to the top of the rise, and when they stopped and then stepped down, their surroundings dramatically shifted. Noah held out his arms to steady himself once again. Manny calmly waited for his friend to regain balance. What? "'Noah shouted. "'He snapped his head around "'and felt he was again inside of a fuselage of an airplane "'surrounded by a long, clear tube of glass. "'But this time, the long tube of glass was underwater, "'in the ocean. "'Where?' Noah shouted again. "'Manny nodded and smiled. "'The Great Barrier Reef, Australia.' Noah became agitated. Manny, you have to stop doing that. Give me some warning, will you? A little pleasant surprise every now and then is a bit exciting. No? No, Noah said angrily. But almost immediately, as he looked around the rainbow of colors embedded in the coral and massive numbers of colorful tropical fish surrounding them at that moment, He became entranced. The coral glowed in the bright sunlight, like a hundred neon lights, all flashing at once. Noah asked, First of all, what are we riding in? Manny looked up and around and down the walls of the glass tube. Well, Noah, it's kind of like a submarine. Yeah, think of it that way, as a submarine. Noah looked forward and aft. I don't see any controls or propeller. Manny rested his paw on Noah's arm. Noah, by now you should realize that sometimes the mechanical details are not important. Noah said, I just want to know. Well, hold your curiosity and just enjoy the moment. Where did you say we were? Manny looked out again at a beautiful blue underwater world filled with color and life. We've moved on to the continent of Australia, just off the Eastern shore. We are starting here at one of the wonders of the world, the Great Barrier Reef. I've heard of it, now I want you to enjoy it. 1,600 miles long, comprising 133,000 square miles, 600 islands. The reef is 500,000 years old, and in its present configuration, for the last 20,000 years. Noah said, okay, Mr. Encyclopedia, animals, tell me about what we're looking at, what animals? You are seeing a fraction of the 1,629 species of fish. The reef is built on over 411 types of hard coral. Also cruising these waters One hundred and thirty-four species of sharks and rays. We are staying out of the water, correct? Man, he said, correct. Meerkats don't swim, so I've heard. I don't know whether we can or not, but I don't want to test the question. Fine by me. Noah leaned against the wall and looked out at the jagged coral. was lit by bright sunlight from directly above so the colors of the reef at that moment truly shined. The tropical fish he saw at that moment were thick in number and displayed a broad palette of color. Manny pointed out to a coral prominence. There, over there, clownfish. To the right, red bass and snapper. I've never seen so many fish in one spot, Manny. There's so much here. At some point, if you stay down here long enough, you would see turtles and whales, dolphins, porpoises, sea snake, mollusks like clams and oysters. What have you left out? Uh, Manny said, well, let me see. There's jellyfish, sponges, starfish. Plankton is the main and the primary food for this reef. This place is like an underwater Serengeti, Noah said. Very good, precisely, Manny answered. The glass submarine continued to glide through the thick animal life and endless coral structures. Noah and Manny had stumbled upon many of the animals that Manny had listed. Noah's head was swiveling back and forth, trying to take in as much of the scene as possible. This is another one of those places that is really truly amazing, he said. Ah yes, and there is more amazement to follow, Noah. Noah turned to look at Manny, and the sun nearly blinded him. The humidity of his glass submarine was gone. He could hear animals far in the distance and felt a warm blast of wind at his back. He looked away from Manny and saw a long, bright red-orange monolith directly in front of their view. Man, he said, Ayers Rock, or it is also called Eluru. We are alone today. Usually it is crowded with visitors from around the world. Almost half a million people come to visit each year. Really, where'd they all go? Noah glanced up at Noah. Like I said before, Noah, we are another time and another place. And besides, it's awfully hot to be out here right now. Noah was hot indeed, no kidding. Manny turned away from the rock. There, see it? Under that tree over there? Noah turned toward the direction Manny was pointing. Look, it's a kangaroo. It's an Australian kangaroo. I've seen pictures, but never one live and in person. Manny said, during the heat of the day, like now... They tend to stay in the shade and rest. But don't don't let that fool you. They can jump about 40 feet and they can run fast when they want to. And they are big, Manny. Look how big this one is. Manny said, it's a red kangaroo. They can grow up seven feet in height and weigh over 200 pounds. Manny turned to Noah. You ready? for For a chat. My goodness, Manny. Do they all communicate, all these animals we've met? They all communicate, but they don't all speak. These guys, they're not the brightest, but they can carry on a conversation. Their vocabulary is limited, but let's see what happens. Manny looked seriously at Noah and said, Noah, I don't know the disposition of this guy. He is alone and maybe unpredictable. If he stands and rocks back on his tail, displaying his tail, then get out of the way. They box, so to speak, with their powerful hind legs. A single kick and we would be flying. Noah said, I'll follow you. Thanks. I just hope this one remembers me. I think his name is Reginald. Noah chuckled. Manny, where do these guys come up with these names? Let me guess. Reginald, Red Kangaroo. Correct. They slowed their pace as they approached a broad tree. Reginald sat up a bit more and tensed a bit. Manny broke the ice by speaking first. Reginald, it is me, your friend, Manny Meerkat. Do you recognize me? Do you remember me? Noah and Manny slowed even more. They were no more than 20 feet away. Reginald stared at them. He was trying to process what he was seeing. Finally, with a continually stupid look on his face, he replied to Manny's question. Manny who? Manny Meerkat. Don't know. Go away, or I kick you in face. Manny thought it'd be best to stop walking. He held up his hands. Wait a minute, Reginald. I know your name, correct? Reginald grunted. He was now fully upright, all seven feet of him. He was in full protection mode. You, human, you stop or I kick you in face too. Reginald, please calm yourself. You don't remember me? I was with you and your family when the air was cold and there was white powder on the ground. "'I remember not, white powder. "'Stay still, or I will kick you in the face.'" Manny held out his arms in supplication. He was trying to be as non-threatening as possible. "'Reginald, you were with your female down by Alice Springs. "'Remember now?' "'Reginald answered, "'No, I tired of talking to you. "'He'd make me angry. "'He'd make me crazy. "'I angry.' I kick you in face. Noah whispered to Manny, What's with this guy in the kicking in the face bit? He needs a new threat. Manny whispered, That's all he knows. Reginald said, Manny, hear me good now. I now kick you in face. <laughs> Manny laughed and chuckled. Then he backed up a bit as Reginald rocked back and exposed his fighting position. "'Okay, Reginald, I guess you don't remember me. "'Say hello to your family for me.' "'Family, I know have. "'Bigger Reginald, fight me. "'Kick me in the face. "'I lose family.' "'Manny said to himself, "'Okay, now it's definitely time to go.' "'Noah replied in a low voice, "'Manny, I think he's been kicked in the face so many times.' It scrambled his brains. Like I said, not too bright. Reginald stood down as Noah and Manny continued on their way. With each step, the land became greener and denser with vegetation. A change in land? Noah asked. The type of land for the beauties we are going to see, Manny said. These animals are reptilian and definitely don't speak so the land will change. These animals, they just hiss. The vegetation definitely became denser. As they continued on, they began to hear a hissing sound. Manny slowed. He studied several rock piles and clumps of bushes. He began to slow his step and pace. Do you hear that, Noah? Yeah, and I don't like it. They stopped cold when they were confronted by what appeared to be the biggest lizard that Noah had ever seen. Noah, Noah, Manny grabbed Noah's attention. What, Noah said. Pick me up. What? Pick me up quickly. He may think I'm something to eat, which I am. Noah immediately picked up Manny and cradled him in his arms. Noah, don't move forward. Moved slowly backward. Noah did as told. Manny said quietly, We are looking at a parenti. It is a type of goanna. It is the biggest lizard in Australia. All six feet long of him. They have excellent hearing, sense of smell. And they can run sustained at 25 miles per hour. So we can't outrun it? Definitely we need to get a bit of space between us and it so we can jump to our next location. Is there any way to scare it? Maybe. They will freeze at first when they are scared, and then they will run away if they sense danger they can't handle. If not, well then if you see it lunging with its mouth open, well, do they eat people? Usually not. Not big people. But meerkats and small people, I looked like a rabbit to him. And they eat insects and birds and rats. And rabbits? Yes, and rabbits. It was a stare-down contest for a while. Noah decided to take a step back, and then another. He saw the parent eye flick out its tongue, tasting the air. The flexible bag under its jaw bellowed out and in. And occasionally an annoying hiss that would not settle down Noah's nerves for sure. Noah, look at me. Noah did. Listen carefully. Make a full 360 degree turn and let's leave. We won't be going far, but let's leave. Noah whispered, but if we turn in a 360 degree circle, we'll be right back where we started close to that huge lizard. Manny answered, No, we won't. Noah did as commanded and the lizard was gone, but now they were confronted by a strange-looking long-legged bird. You can put me down now. I know this emu. Manny was put back on his own two feet. He greeted the emu. Eddie, how are you these days? Answering, in an intelligent voice with a slight Australian accent, Eddie the emu said, I'm well, thank you, Manny, and I am curious as to who is with you. Eddie stepped forward and looked Noah up and down from the top of his head to his shoes. Manny said to Noah, The emu have lived with humans for thousands of years. They are curious about us. Yes, that's true, Noah. Noah. And from what I can see, this human has different origins than the humans I come in contact with in my home of Australia. Did you know where you are, human, Noah? You are in Australia now, mate. Are you lost? Eddie began to circle Noah, checking him out carefully. It was his nature. Noah said, Eddie, you might be correct. I think I am lost. I am making my way home, I hope. Manny shook his head in the affirmative. Noah continued. You haven't seen any green tunnels around here lately, have you? Eddie poked Noah in the shoulder and with his beak, trying to observe how Noah would react. Speaking of tracking, have you seen a hunting parent eye about? I think it's sensed his proximity near me. Man, he said, I think he is fairly close. If he sees you, Eddie, he may try to catch you and eat you. Eddie laughed out loud. He threw his head back and his body shook. Noah, you see these lizards are stupid animals. I can sense them coming long before they get here. They can run it. The top of 20 or 25 miles an hour. I can run at 45 miles per hour. A simple computation and you will see that they will not catch me. They can hiss and spit all they want. Wagging that ugly bifurcated tongue at me. What dummies? Dummies. Big fat goanna dummies. Ha. Just stay healthy and strong my friend. Manny said. I will, my friend. Are you leaving now? Yes. Stop by again when you are near. Bring another human with you. They are fascinating creatures, aren't they? Manny looked up at Noah. Yes, they are. Confusing at times, but fascinating. Eddie said, Oh, I have them figured out for a certain. Goodbye, mate. Eddie suddenly turned and demonstrated his 40 mile per hour speed. Within seconds, he had vanished over a small hill. Noah said, a little fond of himself, huh? Manny said, he's smart and he knows it. A little bit of a show-off as well, I guess. Noah, one more chubby animal I want you to see. The next stop in the journey was extreme southern Australia. The land looked similar to where they just left, but it was a bit greener and the smell of salt water could be detected in the air. They were inland, but close to the southern coast. Noah said, What a fat, chubby little thing. What is it called? Manny and Noah observed from a distance the slow movement of the round creature. Noah, these chubby fifty pounds of fur and fat are called southern hairy-nosed wombat. Farmers and homeowners consider them pests, They burrow underground to make their homes and they like to eat the same foods that people like to plant. Then how have they survived? They used to be considered food by the aboriginal native peoples around these parts, but not so much now. The homeowners and hunters probably hunt them down. That's about it. Not much more you can really say about them, really. Noah said, I still think they're cute. They are kind of cute. Manny said, well, unless you're a farmer, they just tore into your crops. I just wanted you to see them. Noah asked, okay, what's next? Manny then turned directly to Noah. The sun was beginning to set. The golden hour was approaching. Manny's gold fur began to glow. His eyes widened. Noah, we have one more continent to visit, but before we do, there is someone very important that wants to meet you. You might know her. She is anxious to talk to you. Now Noah was definitely intrigued. I'm ready.
0: is a wrap for episode number 65 of the visit the zoo podcast i want to thank you very much for joining me today and as always please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen however you listen to this podcast whether it be on itunes or one of the 13 plus podcast directories that we are on or if you listen here on our main website at zoo animals that's zoo animals, plural, .info. And remember, we have merchandise, all kinds, at zooswear.com. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R. And the curated content, that is at vtzlife.com. That's the Visit the Zoo blog. Again, vtzlife.com. And I also want to introduce our brand new daily log. It's only about a week old. It's called dailydesertdoodle.com. That's dailydesertdoodle.com. A little bit of my thoughts and observations. And I upload that blog every single day at dailydesertdoodle.com. Again, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me. And join us again next week for another episode of Visit the Zoo.